Welcome to Vacation Station, hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's second Friday food, wine, and travel show with the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. We call them IFTWA. It's very it's easier than saying International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. <laughs> I said it twice. Uh, but on this show, every second Friday, we get to chat with travel writers and photographers about their recent travels, talk about their craft of writing. How do they do it? Because when you're out in the field, like, how do you keep all those notes and still be present? Like, there's so much to do it, you know, photography, all of it. I'm excited to welcome back uh, Elaine Masters to the show. Elaine's been on our show before. We've actually traveled with her a little bit. She's based out of San Diego, but today she is joining us to talk about her adventures in Ely, Nevada. Now, some may say Eli, Eli O, we say Ely, um, and who knows? But when you go there, you might find out. And I encourage you to read her story. It's up on nationalparktraveling.com. All the links to everything we talk about today are in the show notes, whether you're watching on YouTube and Facebook or listening on Spotify, Apple, whatever. But welcome back to the show, Elaine. How are you? I am so good. So happy to be here. Talk about one of my favorite road trips and places that I visited in the West. I think the last time we saw you was in Yuma, Arizona. So you like the Southwest. It's kind of your backyard. I do. It's, It's, you know, within reach of San Diego. Just get me out on the road and I'll go. Yeah. And Eli, Nevada, um, you know, we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording, but Nancy and I actually were there during the pandemic. Um, we were in Yarrington. We go to Yarrington, Nevada quite a bit. And it's a tiny town uh, just outside Reno. And um, we're hanging out. We have friends out there with the Yarrington Inn. We hang out there and there's so much um, nature and wildlife areas out there. So birding is a big deal, but it's also on the Pony Express National Historic Trail the California National Historic Trail. And if you're there in the summer, you can get to Yosemite quite easily from there. Also Death Valley. And so there's Great Basin, a national park you mentioned in your article. But so we did Yarrington following the Pony Express Trail, and then it goes off and up. And we were following the Highway 50, which we've done on the tour, our tour, I Love Your Parks Tour, pretty much everything from Genoa or Genoa, however you want to pronounce it, Nevada, Carson City, We've actually done it all the way across to Maryland, Highway 50, which is the loneliest road in Nevada. We just realized that the other day we were on Highway 50 in Maryland going, we've pretty much done it. So I'm (laughs) going to have to go back and look. But tell us about you going there. What inspired you to say, okay, I'm going to go out in the middle of this lonely land and check this out. Um, I was going to a conference up in Northern California. So I knew I wanted to drive. And I'd heard about this part of Nevada, and I had never been to that area. And I convinced a girlfriend to fly out to Las Vegas, meet me there. I drove from San Diego, and north we went up that eastern side of of the mountain range. The three ninety five. So I think yeah, it, yeah, it was three ninety five to Mono Lake and all of that. Well, I or didn't go to Mono Lake. No, I think went the I, other I way. Took a, yeah, I t- yeah, I went the other way, and um. It was it was just beautiful. It was springtime. It was the oh. end of the pandemic, and um, we we just 
we just loved being out in these wide open spaces and the skies were so dramatic the entire trip. We luckily missed most of the rain. It was always on the horizon. We'd see the dark clouds and then the light and the rainbows were almost every day. It was beautiful. So that, mm. that was enough to get me up there. And then I was so charmed by this place, this town that is flourishing and small, this slice of Americana that's very authentic and very vibrant with a very strong national historic relevance and very friendly people. I just, I thought it was a real treasure. Mm. It's very isolated too. So like you said, it's on, on the edge of that loneliest road, but it's kind of equidistant between Salt Lake City, Reno, Vegas. There's another town or so in there within three or four hours of all those different places. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, when we went across, we were going to um, Colorado, to Palisade, Colorado, that area for wine because they make, uh, and then we found out they really make good wine. But um, we started driving from Yarrington and actually they had an earthquake that morning. And, and no, it was, it was, you know, we were all, everyone was fine. It was out in Tonopah, but it reached up to there. But my cell phone was dying the night before. So I used Nancy's and both our phones died, literally died. And so we're on the loneliest road all because I was, both of us were stupid about the contacts on our phone. Everything went. Oh. And so no, so now you're trying to scramble through paperwork. We're supposed to be somewhere. So anyway, travel tip, <laughs> back up your phones. Like everybody's going, well, duh. And I'm like, yeah, well, um, we learned the hard <laughs> way, but you know, it was in the pandemic time. So when we talk about lonely road and you're in small towns, like you're like, mm -hmm. Ooh, nothing's open. You're wondering about gas, all of that. So we had no phone and here we are in the middle of nowhere. We're like, well, that's kind of cool. And it's really pretty. We found Eli and Nancy, Ely, Ely, Eli, Nevada and Nancy sees a Verizon store and we're like, pull over. They're open. <laughs> we're like, no way. And we got a new phone. Like, like, okay, we're back in business. We can do stuff. Um, but it was the murals and the public art. We weren't able to spend time like you did. And so now I have to go back reading your article because I didn't realize all this train history and like all of oh. this history that really connected in the mining history. But I was all into the murals because some of them are really fun. I mean, yes, this was yes. when you, people think about Route 66 and stuff. Wouldn't mm. you think these would people that are into that would like would like this? And there's quite a variety of styles in the murals. They've got yes. the, the first people and Native American artists. They have, you know, local artists. They brought in a few artists. And if you spend time in any of the hotels, like the Prospector or the Hotel Nevada, especially, the walls are just emblazoned with all these amazing murals. It's And there's just uh, a lot of history, not just from the gold rush era, but also the um, Hollywood era of the early mm. movies in the 1930s. There are a lot of cowboy movies were shot there. See, that's so interesting. And I remember always like when we were Southwest Blend magazine, Eli would always come up as all these events happening and there was always yeah. something going on. Yeah. But all these towns, this is what's so interesting about the state. There's a lot of ghost towns, right? Like Rhyolite, um, all of that. It's like this was the biggest town at this time and then you know, the, the gold panned out or, you know, that kind of stuff. And then Hollywood would come in and use it and then it would just still go down. Um, yeah. And it seems like Eli said, or Ely, I've got Eli, Ely. Um, I'm just, I'm sorry. You got Ely. it covered. <laughs> it's E-L-Y. I'm making sure I'm carrying both. Um, 
they were like, we're not, we're one of those towns too tough to die. <laughs> it's true. I think, um, I, they well, were they really the trains a, too. That's the, thing. Oh my God. I was just going to get into all that. You know, what really put them on the map was, uh, when the gold rush panned out and the telegraph lines were first being built across the country, they needed lots of copper and this very rich copper ore area and mine was discovered just out in the hills right next to Ely. And they needed workers immediately to string copper lines across the country. It was at, at one point the largest copper mine in the world. I don't know how long that lasted, but it, but one thing I noticed going up the road from Vegas and we were close to the hills, we came up through town, not through the highway is we saw the tailings. We were trying to figure out there's kind of this geometric series of hills that kind of went like corduroy up the side of the mountain. We're trying to figure out what is that? And I realized it's, it's the tailings from over a hundred years of mining that was there. And the mine, they brought in all the, all these immigrants from 14 different countries showed up, all the services they needed to have. It was a place where the world kind of came together. Everybody got along because they had to. They had to learn how to work together, bring in services for them, including uh, brothels on the edge of town and hot springs for the miners and places to eat and miners' cabins sprung up everywhere. And then copper was less relevant for a long time. It was being found in other places. And like you said, they really had to hold on to stay in place. And now they've gone through boom and bust cycles. Now copper is very important again, as is, you know, national mining. So they have this infrastructure. And when you want to get into the trains, I'll I'll talk about all that part too. Well, that's interesting because out in Yarrington, they have copper mines out there and they're back on again. It's like it's a back on, back off kind of thing. Yeah, And it, it, it's kind of an interesting thing how all these, I mean, it's just an interesting state. And these highways, like I encourage people to road trip and do this. Mm-hmm. It is Americana, right? That is, when you think about America, yes, there's apple pie and all that. But I'm going, seriously, road trip is something that's American as American gets, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Like, I would, I would. And, and, yeah. you know, I think about carbon footprint and all that, but I, I bought a, a hybrid at the beginning of the pandemic because my old car had been dying for a couple of years already. And I was so lucky that I leapt onto that because then everything, everybody wanted a hybrid. I could never have afforded it. And that really saved me because even though I have a, a, a smallish uh, t- gas tank for a bigger car, it's an SUV it's a hybrid and I get a great mileage and, and I, that makes me very happy. <laughs> oh God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. As we travel the country you know and I'm like about. going, yeah. And I'm going, this car better not die. Cause it's not the time to yes. buy a car, but there yes. are such things as rentals and, yes. and, and traveling in groups, right? Traveling with yes. friends and family. So you can split costs and not have 10 cars on the road, exactly. all of that. But, um, and that means you all have to have a sing along in the car and annoy everybody they always say to, to if you can travel with someone in the car that's how you know if you're you like f- real friends or not if you can handle someone go on a road yeah. trip and you're either going to kill each other or come out really good friends right yeah, well, yeah i'm really depending. into car karaoke i learned yeah. with my girlfriend Teresa. That, you know r&b all the way we had so okay. much fun <laughs> that is i mean you have to but the, going on that area um the downtown is is quaint and 
they had some amazing sculptures too. I remember there was a Native American woman sculpture I photographed. I need to dig it out too. And I think she was by the library or something. And there was this beautiful park downtown. There's like, it's, it's a very, um, it's almost like the old school plaza, the way they set it up where you have a city park and everything aligns around it where you don't see newer things that way. Like that was the park was the center hub of the town. Right. You know, right. It doesn't quite have like the, the Midwest central plaza design. It has. No, the, it's the that central. Yeah, yeah, it's very central to the original town. A lot of people just stay out the highway just outside of the main part mm-hmm. of town and they miss this center area. So I just really recommend if you go to Ely, you have to spend some time in that park area and just kind of do concentric circles around the town because there's. There's this beautiful retro neon signage there. Many of them still work. Some of the places have been closed. Um, the Central Theater there is a work of art. They have a film festival and art festival every year. And it's an art deco um, structure. And they've held on to that building. And the neon shines right over the, the front door. It looks like something out of a, a movie from, you know, Oh, that's that is so hugely special we have we have friends that come over um from holland every year twice a year except during the pandemic um to photograph neon signs mm. the working ones because they're saying they're going away and they're so expensive yeah. to run and then collectors buy them and put them in their you know here's my fancy bar so none of us get to see them and i said well you know it'd be cool if at least they were in a museum he goes no they belong where they were period no, I, I agree with them too, because it's kind of that iconic, it's back to the originality of our road trip, right? Right, right, right. And the Hotel Nevada in the old town, old part of the town, is uh, this this building, is, I think it's five or six stories high, and they have a two-story neon sign of a cowboy. It's the Hotel Nevada Casino, and, and he just looks so friendly, and you just want to go in there, by golly. <laughs> There's no advertising like that. You know what I no. mean? That, no, it's just, we, we need that back again. I want to touch on the train because oh. Yerrington, which is where we came from to go through Eli, I said it right this time. Um, <laughs> they changed their names three times and they changed their name to Yerrington because he was the dude with the train, the railroad company. Uh-huh. So they were trying to attract him. This name book, I think there was Greenfield or Green something and Pison Switch, which was Someone was making whiskey and putting tobacco in it and all kinds of stuff. So it was like poison is like poison. So oh. he switched it. So he would give people this concoction that wasn't whiskey. And so poison and switch kind of poison. Oh. Um, so that was their name. And it's in Smith Valley, the top geocaching site in the world. There's like 15,000 geocaches or something crazy. Like no kidding. And they have an wow. old drive-in theater but that's not in use anymore but you can still go there and see it which i think is cool um but anyway they changed their name to yarrington to attract the yarrington dude to say come on over and he never did eli got it (laughs) oh oh interesting well the the train they got it before or after i have to go in my history and see but exactly it's interesting there's a great museum at the old train station, which the picture behind you is right, is showing just part of it. That little awning on the side there, if you go upstairs, 
There's a wonderful little museum and you'll learn a lot. Um, in, so the train was, was built to get the ore to the smelters. I think it's Willard. Um, I don't quote me on that, but there's a little town that's about, about an hour outside of Ely that they, the train would, would run the ore. Well, when the train shut down in 1983 for good, they told the workers, go home. There'd been shutdowns over the years and decades. They, they thought they'd be back. They did not come back. That's the, not cool. The, it's not cool. The links to the Southern Pacific Railroad just dried up. They just kind of stopped in, in, and there was no connection to the rest of the National Railroad. The thing that's really cool about the railroad in Ely is that a, a group of volunteers formed a nonprofit and they are running it and keeping it going to this day. And they are expanding the old lines again. Someday it will reconnect to the Southern Pacific and you will be able to get to Ely by train as a passenger. And they need to start running the train for ore again because now it's being shuttled by truck and it's, it's definitely needs to be going by train again. It's much more efficient and better for the environment. So all of that is in the works right now. But as uh, if you love trains, it is such an exciting railroad to experience because they have not only the old diesels, they have the steam engines and it runs in and out of that train station going out the road and down to the mine on a tourist route almost daily. And they have wow. all these wonderful things like a champagne and starlight train that you can See, go this on. wasn't happening when we drove through, but I did get a phone. But, but it was a pandemic. That, right. But so, so, but this is all coming back. So, I mean, here you are, champagne and start. I mean, come on. This is, it, it, you're in the middle of the old West and you're getting that. Yeah. And, and not only that, they have, um, um, it's part of the dark sky area. Great oh, Basin yeah, yeah. is nearby and they have certain trains during the, the season that they run them that come from Great Basin National Park that are dark sky scientists. And they are on the train and the train goes out to a point. They have an open air car with the telescope set up and you can look up at the night sky and see the stars. And then I want to do that. Way. Yeah, I yeah, know. I, I was on the, the champagne train. It was a little overcast, but we could see, still see some of the stars, but oh um, just a magnificent experience. You did the champagne train. It must have I been did. awesome. It was so fun. Oh my- Oh my gosh. And then Great Basin. That's, I want to do that. Travel writer Debbie yeah. Stone. I think I, you might have met her. Uh, she's also with IFTWA and she went there and she's just like, it was one of those parks completely underrated. Four seasons. You can see fall colors there, the bristlecone right. pines, but she oh. said that that park is 100% one of those true hidden gems of an actual national park status that right. we have in the country. And did you get to go there? I did. did. You go? I did. Oh, wow. I, I went down to see the, I think it was the Ward charcoal, the coal ovens. They're like right. yeah. this honey shape, honeycomb. Well, I don't know how to say a cone shape that was made out of um, stone and bricks to build, to create charcoal coal for mm-hmm. the iron, for the, the mine. Mm-hmm. And that was before they went into other using other things for it. But they they would wipe out like six acres of trees off the mountainside to fill one of these ovens up and make make the, the charcoal for the uh, for the the mine. Wow. Luckily, 
they stopped doing that. And they're still trying to get the, the second growth. Like those hills in that photo behind you were covered with old growth trees wow. at one point. But anyway, so we mm. went there, went south from Ely, and then kept going south through very <laughs> uh, dirt roads I were to- was told were a shortcut and, and took us past cattle ranches and all these things, got to the main highway, drove to Great Basin. You can get there in an hour. It took us longer. But um, we did a tour in Lehman Caves, which is really beautiful. Oh, and so wow. that's just another thing to do. So, at Great so Basin. you could, I know that there's a resort in the park in Great right. Basin, but you could make Ely, Eli <laughs> your hub. You could stay there exactly. right, and make that your hub. And go Absolutely. out, do the Pony Express, go do the Loneliest Road, go to Austin. You gotta go to Austin when you're out there and see the castle. It's, yeah. you know, this tiny town, but they have, um, a very big Basque com- community. And I think Eli does too, because I think that's what I remember the festivals were Basque festivals that they yes. have. And so they must have been running sheep. I don't know if they still do. Um, they were, I think in, especially in the towns a little further west, like when we went out, to along the loneliest road towards Reno, um, we went through one town that was still pretty shuttered during the pandemic. But there were murals showing the bass. That's going to be Austin. It, maybe it was. Be, that is, and it's if you go be. up this hill, you'll find this castle. It's I missed the castle. I got to go. It's back. like one big tower. It's. I'm going to send you a photo of it because it's a trip. It's like, but Austin is the one with the sheep herder murals that I went okay. to. Yeah. Okay. And it's tiny. And you're right. It was yeah. half shuttered, half not. And and they have great coffee shops there. So, <laughs> Oh, we didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but we did the castle. You got coffee. <laughs> that's all cool, right. Though. <laughs> no, that's good. You got you got coffee and, and you did the um, champagne train. You win 100%. Uh, and you got into the park. <laughs> I, I got to tell you another thing about the train. Yeah. May I interrupt? Just before oh, yeah, we get yeah, off yeah. that topic. Um, the, one of the things that they offer you, besides doing a self-guided tour of the train, you can go in the old barn. You can meet Dirt, the, the barn cat. He'll come up and say hello. He's greasy as all get out, but he just lives there. He's oh, wonderful. Cool. But you can also become an engineer for a day. How Ooh. cool is that? You can do it on a diesel train. You can do it on a steam train. And uh, you sign up and they train you what to do. And you can run the engine yourself which I just think is wow. the greatest thing. I can't wait well, to take my grandson I, someday. I know that uh, we have a huge train loving audience and I know train people will go anywhere for train history and to have that experience. What you're saying is it's huge. And as we travel now, travel's getting more into, we want immersive experiences. And if we can do it where it's also putting back into the community, that's yep. cool. Yep. And I met some people who came from Las Vegas just for the weekend in Ely to ride that train. They do, uh, they have a ghost train that they do at Halloween. Oh, that's cool. They have a fire and ice train where they go out and they run fireworks from the train during over the snow and stuff like that. They have a roaring twenties train night, which looks so fun to me. And a lot of other things you can do. You can not just be an engineer. You can actually work on the railroad for a week if you want to join the volunteers. If you love trains, that's that's See, but that like but that's fun. exactly it. If you can if you can do something like that and help, you're learning something. I mean, yeah. you're learning, and that's how you get to know a town is when you're actually getting your hands in there, right? You know. And I, I wanted to mention another thing about Ely that's that's easy to miss, but they have built 
um, they've taken some of the old miners' cabins and preserved them in at the Renaissance Village. And it's it's downtown, but it's on the hill between the main road and the train line. And they've got, got a set of about 12 cabins that they've filled with mementos from the time. And you can walk through with one of the guides and you're standing right next to the old, they've got, each one has its own kind of, of old fire burning stove. Uh, they have closets with the food in it. They have, you know, the Basque, as you said, the Italians, the Sicilians, the German cabin, oh, wow. the Scottish, a Japanese no cabin. And each one is, is set with replicas, the not replicas, replicas the actual things that people have given the community behind the renaissance village to to preserve the memories it is thrilling if you like well, history, I think, or you just you just want to get yeah. the sense of what it was like to live during that time that it, time frame it, out in the middle of nowhere and exactly and it's you know when you were talking about that with all the diversity and i think that's something we've got to remember the settling of the west was multiple yeah. cultures you know, even in the agriculture, we were in Tulare County in Central California. There's an agricultural museum there, of course, at the breadbasket. But they did one hall dedicated to all the cultures who cultivated this land. And you wouldn't believe, I mean, there was there were country names I can't pronounce. I can't pronounce anything anyway. But, but I mean, it was, you forget that. And, you know, when you go to a mining town like that and they preserve the people's history, that's something special. You know, mm-hmm. to realize who came out there. Then you think, what was their journey even getting there? Now they're right. here in the right. middle of nowhere. And there's all, they're clinging on hope a lot of times. Yes. yes. And it was and hard not work. only, yes, there, there were primarily um, Eastern European people there in the workforce, but they're also working with, with the, the migration from the emancipation era mm-hmm. that it came to California, people who were looking for work, they found work and a place to live there. Yeah. They mm-hmm. also had, you know, the, the Chinese immigrants, you know, were welcomed. They brought food and all the services that, and as well as working there. And also we can't forget the first people who were there and they are still very much present in that culture, their crafts, they run the art bank downtown. Oh, that's it's awesome. Filled with beautiful things. They have a, an amazing store filled with art, with crafts in the Prospect Hotel. They're just, they're some of the most beautiful Native American crafts that I've seen. And you will meet them working there. And it's run, a lot of this is run by women, I have to say. Oh, that's right. And, you were saying that in your article. That's so cool. Yes. Yes, That's and cool. I was told that if if women hadn't stepped up to keep this town going, it wouldn't be there. And I loved hearing that. That doesn't often get spoken about enough, you know. Yeah, and, you know, and it's it's interesting because we were out in Florissant National Monument in Colorado. It's near Cripple Creek, right? So another mining area. And so this woman was a pioneer. She homesteaded all by herself wow. in the middle of nowhere, right? And you, it's these women that, you know, their husbands may have died or they may have kicked them out or war or what, you know, there's all kinds of reasons. But there's a lot of women across the West who are complete badasses. Like, don't, <laughs> they'll get their shotgun, like Rattlesnake Kate in um, Palisade, uh, Greeley, Colorado. That's what I was going to say. Greeley, wow. Colorado, uh, Northeast Corner. She was riding, I think, with some other guy. 
on her horseback and she needed to get her kids on her farm and she got attacked by a huge den of rattlesnakes. What? She killed over 120 of them so she could get there and she made a dress out of them. So these, like, there's these women throughout the West, these crazy stories that are true. And you don't want to meet them if you're doing anything shady. You're going to get <laughs> shot. You're going to, something's going to happen. Maybe a rattlesnake, but she actually turned around being someone very important in, um, Venom. I don't know if there's a word like venomology. That's my new word yeah. today. But that what you're saying is so crucial to to learn that history. It's that hope too, right? Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. And 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 it's not just historical. It's not just old stuff. There, they're doing so many festivals and things. There's a big rodeo every year. They have. I mentioned the fire and ice festival. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy cool on the railroad. But they also do it during the winter. They're having excuse me, in October, um, this Eclipse Festival. Ely is oh. one of the best places to watch the festival, so, or to watch the Eclipse. And they have a big festival weekend planned with that. They have powwows open to the public. They're beautiful. Um, there's There are a lot of uh, trail riding events there because of the trails and the hills, a lot of recreational stuff. Um I, it just goes on and on. You really need to go into the Ely City um, events calendar and find what's happening every week. Wow. Wow. That's so cool. That's really <laughs> cool. I mean, because that's how I remember Ely seeing it, you know, all the press were like, oh, they're having all these events. I'm like, what is going on there? And when we went on the highway, I was like, we've got to go to Ely. And now you went and you really did it. That was cool. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, would you go back? I would. In fact, I'm planning to. Um, oh. My sister joined me in Reno and my my girlfriend who joined me in Las Vegas took off from Reno. So we, we switched gears there. But she wants to go the other direction now, go back, you know, through Ely. And then we want to do all the weird art. There's a weird art trail that goes along. Yeah, we've done part of it. You've got to go to Rhyolite. <laughs> And when you go what to Rhyolite, Rhyolite, it's, Rhyolite, um, yes, I've heard of that. Yes. Rhyolite's a really prominent ghost town on the, um, the Eastern side of Death Valley, uh, by Bodhi. Okay. And okay. If you go that area, you need to also go to Ash Meadows National Wildlife Refuge because it has that just amazing springs, water springs, but it has like over 23 endemic species. It's 21 or 23 endemic species like desert pupfish and everything. They have the burrows and there's, oh, I could go on and on, man. Nevada is underrated to me. Yeah, I just don't think so. it, it go beyond the casinos and it like yeah. Yarrington has the oldest family owned casino in the state of Nevada, predating Vegas. Go figure. Wow. Wow. Gotta go to Dini's Lucky Lounge. Lucky, Lucky Club. That's it. Lucky Club. Yep. Lucky Club it's, and it's, Yarrington. Okay. You got Dini's. Dini's. It's an Italian family and they, uh, I mean, they've, they've been in politics. They even have in the museum, their Lyon County Museum, one of the old gam- casino roulette thingies. Like, oh, stuff wow. I don't, like from the old days. Like, you know, what I, I mean? love it's, it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, um, I love that you went there and that you shared the story with people to know. And uh, everyone, you've got to keep up with Elaine, tripwellgal.com. You got to follow her, follow her adventures. She is, um, if you're, she's on Facebook, uh, Instagram, YouTube. Mm -hmm. Do you do Twitter too? I do, but lightly. I, I, uh, everyone's kind of light on Twitter these days. You got to pick your poison. (laughs) 
<laughs> well put. Well put. <laughs> um, but you can go to tripwellgal.com. But also for Ely, Nevada, go to elynevada.net. Um, that is the website. Again, I'm going to put all these links in the show notes. And we also want to thank our friends over at IFTWA, the International Food Wine Travel Writers Association. They have an amazing conference coming up in October, early October, where it's going, let's cruise from Vancouver down to LA. I mean, come on, conference at sea. So if you're a travel writer, photography in the industry, uh, check that out at ifwtwa.org. It's a real pleasure to have you back on the show. How long have you been with IFTWA now? I'm like trying to, been about- you've been for a while. Yeah, about four or five years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, you know, just wonderful people. I've made so many good friends through IFTWA and, and really uh, grew up as a travel writer, reading their wonderful work and learning from them. And they do have amazing conferences. The last one I was at was in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And I, oh, I yeah. just enjoyed that so much. When I met you in Yuma, that was on a press trip with IFTWA. Mm-hmm. And it was just great to meet everybody and get to know that that's another great town full of history and beautiful buildings yeah, too. absolutely yeah. I, I wanted to say that too about travel writers getting together it mm-hmm. it seems like it's not as competitive it seems like everybody's helping each other like hey i'm going here do you know anybody that do you find that with iftwa that people are helping each other more than you know oh yeah competing. when you know every when well, you, competition's when good. Of, you know what I mean? Competition's but. good. And, and I always find on group trips, even when I'm setting up a tour or something and, and going a, as just part of a group, that um, I will, you know, you see things through the lens of your own eyes. You, mm-hmm. you taste things differently than someone else will. Someone will order one dish, you order another one, that kind of thing. So you're, you're building your own story out of your own experience. So it's, it, you know, that's the best thing. And mm-hmm. moving forward, I always try to, when I'm on a trip with Iftwa or somebody else, to spend a day or two after the formal trip to go back to the things I want to see or to check out things that mm-hmm. I didn't see. So there's, yeah. it, it's, especially it's, for I photographs. Don't feel competitive. Yeah, yeah, especially for photography to go on your own and take yes. the time. I think yes. that's the hardest part. It's like when it's so many people, but you're yes. right about that. And for an area, that's hosting these kind of trips. I mean, here goes like 10 to 20 to 30, depending on the size of the group, mm. different stories out in one, like it's like flood the market on one area. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's really a cool yeah. thing. And people will start saying, Oh, I didn't know this. Oh, you know, I'm a foodie. I'm into this. You know, I didn't know mm-hmm. I could drink champagne on a train in Ely. I had no clue. <laughs> I mean, I was just happy to get a phone. And then I'm like, oh, wait, we have to do this public art because we document public art, too. Mm. And so I'm like, we have to do this. And I know we're running late. And we were late in Palisade. And it was all because of Ely. It was because we had a good time in Ely. And apparently buying a phone <laughs> takes time. But they were the right. sweetest people. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Everyone was that down home, friendly, I, mm-hmm. that if if someone said to me, go to a Verizon store in a city versus that, I'm like, I'll go to Ely. I'll drive all the way to Ely. I don't <laughs> care where I am to go back to that store because they were so friendly, helpful. Mm. You mm. know what I mean? That's kind of what yeah. I felt there from, from Definitely. Where, where we were doing. So is that friendliness. Yeah. So very yeah. cool. So thank you so much. Always a pleasure, Elaine. Mm. Happy travels. Where's next before you go? I'm headed to the Grand Canyon for a river rafting trip this fall. And before so that, I'm going to be diving for a few days in Cozumel. I'm going down with a couple of friends. So that I'm, I always, I've been there. That's where I learned to scuba dive over 400 dives ago. And I'm going with some of the same people I was with on that first trip. 
Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Do you see the difference when you go diving in different places? And if you go back repetitively, the difference in what's happening to our underwater in regards to climate change and fish and reefs and, or do you have to be there like every year or something to, to see the difference or? I, I haven't in Cozumel that much. The first time I went, it was right after a huge storm probably 15 years ago and everyone told me you should have been here before and it was I didn't have anything to compare it to it was a marvelous experience and I went back probably three years ago and um it was still wonderful Mm. um I so I will go back again and see if things have changed that much but that area in the um you know you're in the it's just beautiful. <laughs> That's all I can say. Well, I love it. I love it when, when like travel riders like you go out and bring those uh, areas to light because a lot of times we travel and we forget there's things like night skies. You can go yeah. to a park at night. You can yeah. look in the water. You know what I mean? Not everything has to be on the surface. Yeah. You, know? you can look at the birds. <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> well, everyone, again, tripwellgal.com is the website to follow Elaine's blogs and her adventures. Facebook, Instagram as well. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. It was so much fun. Happy travels. You too.